right, we are back. Standing by to join me, and by the way, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Bryce Hoffman, author of Red Teaming. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. I'm very excited to jump in and talk about Red Teaming. Tell the listeners what exactly that is, please. Well, Red Teaming is a system that was developed by the military and intelligence agencies after 9-11 to basically help organizations stress test their strategies and make better decisions. And it was really born of the very hard lear- hard lessons they had to learn in the failures that, that, that led to, to the attacks on 9-11 and during the wars that followed. Are there some misconceptions of what, tre- what red teaming is not? There is some confusion about the term red teaming because it means a lot of different things. Uh, what I'm talking about and what I talk about in my book is, is decision support red teaming. Like I said, helping organizations make better decisions. There's also a concept of red teaming in cybersecurity that is basically, you know, where you have a, a, a hacker that works for a company uh, try to break into the computer system so that they can find weaknesses before uh, hackers who don't work for the company find them. Uh, so there's some other terms, uh, you know, that use that term red teaming, but but. The, the, with this type of red teaming, it really comes down to looking at the assumptions that a plan is based on, the assumptions that a decision that you're going to make are based on, and then directly challenging those assumptions. I feel like when I read what a good candidate for a red team looks like, you know, this type of person could be in so many different contexts. I just want to take a minute, if you don't mind, just to uh, call them out. Uh, intelligent, sure. Intelligent, imaginative inquisitive, uh, analytical, strategic, logical, self-aware, self-confident, and open-minded. Yeah, those are, those are really the things that, that are the qualities that make someone a good red teamer. And, you know, while you can teach people the skills of, of, of red teaming and teach people the techniques of red teaming, you need to have some of those qualities to do them effectively. Not everybody does. You know, what, what, you know just taking one, for example, self-aware. You know, red teaming is, ba- is really solidly built on this foundation of, of research that's been done over the past 40 years in cognitive psychology and human decision-making by people like Dr. Daniel Kahneman. And that research shows that no matter how smart we are, no matter how well-educated we are, no matter how experienced we are, we all have blind spots and biases that influence our decision-making in ways that we can't control. And so you have to have the self-awareness to know that, that you may not know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's what will lead you to use the tools of Red Team to find it out. Could you talk about, maybe give an example, I know you mentioned Coca-Cola, uh, as a, the problem and the solution, or you can give any other example of red teaming in place. So uh, Coca-Cola is actually a cautionary tale about, uh, you know, what happens when you don't red team. You know, people remember, uh, cast their minds back to the 1980s and the, the scandal or controversy uh, or debacle, depending on how you want to look at it, over the introduction of new Coke. Um, what I talk about is that as an example of the type of complex problems that businesses deal with that really cry out for red teaming. So, uh, you know, Coke was confronted with this, this problem in the 1980s, which was that, uh, that 
Pepsi had started this ad campaign called the Pepsi Challenge that, that you know, was showing that people preferred the taste of Pepsi over Coke. Mm-hmm. The problem for Coke is that when they did the, they tried to replicate this test in their own laboratories and with their own consumer panels, they found that Pepsi was right. People <laughs> really did prefer the taste of Pepsi over Yikes. Coke. Yeah. So, so they they struggled to figure out what to do with this because they were they were aware that they had this very iconic brand uh, that was kind of like apple pie in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also were dealing with a problem that, that people, uh, you know, uh, didn't like their pro- taste of their product as much as their competitor's product. Yeah. So they, they decided to reformulate it. And we all know what happened. It led to this, this, this huge outcry against this decision to, to reformulate Coke. Right. And uh, as one Coca-Cola executive would, would later say, it was like we had told America that we were going to make the flag prettier. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it led to a huge consumer backlash, destroyed their market share, cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. And, and yet they had all of the information that they needed at their fingertips to see that this was going to happen. But they couldn't, they couldn't see it because of these biases and blind spots I was talking about. If they had used red teaming and the techniques that I talk about in my book, it would have exposed that this was a bad decision and yes. helped them avoid it. Yeah. I remember that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a big deal. Yes. Could you talk about, how do you pronounce this? Is it Sinefin? Kniffen, yeah, it's Kniffen. the Kniffen framework. Yeah, it's it's a Welsh word, um, and it was developed by by a Welsh academic, Dr. David Snowden. And it's basically, it, and this this is great that you bring this up because it relates very much to this Coca Cola problem, which is that it's a, a way of looking at problems. And what Dr. Snowden has come up with is, and I talk about this in the book, is 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 basically there are four types of problems. There are there are there are there are problems that, that, you know, I'll give you an example. A, a company that is dealing with, a, you know, a power company that's having a meltdown at a nuclear power plant. That's, a, that's a one type of problem that there, you don't really need to spend a lot of time thinking about how to solve that type of problem because you, have to, you just have to solve it immediately or else it, it's, it's a disaster type of thing. Yes. Um, but then, there's, then there's, there's, you know, simple problems, which are, are very straightforward, like, you know, how much should we pay for, you know, renting commercial real estate in downtown San Francisco, for instance? Mm-hmm. That's a simple problem. You, you can call up a real estate agent or a property manager and ask the question and get the answer. Then there are, then there are what Dr. Stone calls complicated problems. And complicated problems may be very difficult to find the answer to, but the answer is out there. It's just a matter of using established, you know, tools and techniques to find the answer. Red teaming can help with complicated problems. But where, but so a complicated problem, for instance, might be um, how to boost productivity uh, on an assembly line. You know, okay. it's, there's not an obvious answer, yes. but there's well-established things that you can do to, to come up with the answer. Mm-hmm. A complex problem is, is what Coca-Cola was dealing with. And the best way that, to describe complex problems is, is one of the people that I interviewed for the book, uh, 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 one of the greatest living red teamers, a Marine Corps General, uh, Lieutenant General uh, Van Riper. Uh, the way he describes con- complex problems is that complex problems are like playing chess on a board in which all the pieces are connected to each other by rubber bands. Whoa. 
What an analogy. So that if you move a pawn, it pulls every other piece on the board uh-huh. in a different direction. And that's the type of problems that businesses are increasingly dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's the type of problem Coca-Cola was dealing with because, you know, they had a product that wasn't as tasty as its competitor's product, but they, but if they tried to reformulate it, that was going to lead to a whole new set of problems. But, you know, every, every cab driver in America is dealing with a complex problem right now. You know, how do you, how do you stay in business when, when your entire business model has been disrupted? So what red teaming is really designed for is, is even though it can be used to help with these other problems, it really is most powerful when it's applied to these complex problems. And like I said, this is a time in which every business is dealing with complex problems. And you can wait and let yourself be disrupted by companies like Uber or things like that, or you can use red teaming to disrupt yourself and solve these problems before your competitors do. I feel like this could be applied, this framework, to so many different situations because you have unordered and ordered uh, the two domains, two two Mm -hmm. universe of problems, uh, and then the four quadrants, complex, complicated, chaotic, and simple. Yeah. And I feel like you could use this to, sorry, to just, you know, in different contexts. Yeah, and that's what Dr. Snowden created it for, is really as a way of identifying what sort of problem you're dealing with. Because, you know, the problem, to, <laughs> pun intended, mm-hmm. is that oftentimes people, people, for instance, Coca-Cola, sticking with the Coca-Cola example from the 1980s, Coca-Cola thought it was dealing with a complicated problem, but it was really dealing with a complex problem. There was no solution to, to Coca-Cola's problem that wasn't going to have some negative con- consequence. Right. So the, the question was then figuring out what, what the best way forward was rather than trying to solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and so that's what happens when you're dealing oftentimes with complex problems. You know, if you're a cab driver, you know, in America today, there's probably not a solution that leads to you doing business as you've done it for the past 20 years, you know? So right. it's, it's, it's not that simple anymore. You've got to, you've got to find a way to evolve into something else. Um, you, and, and th- those are, those are, that's a simple example, but that's, that's how that comes into play. You know, the thing is, is that the real issue though, is that too often companies are confronted with the issues like this mm-hmm. and, are confronted with complicated or complex problems or any of these things. And they just, they just try to shoot from the hip. Yes. You know, they try to, they try to just, you know, go with their gut or make the best decision they can. And sometimes they get lucky and sometimes they don't. But what red teaming is, is a process. It's a step-by-step process that organizations can go through to make their decisions better, to make their plans stronger and to make sure that they're likely to succeed Against the backdrop of a of of, of what I call possible futures, mm-hmm. and, and this is an important concept because right now it's very hard to predict the future. Right. You know, if you're a company that does business outside the United States or that relies on supplies or or parts from outside the United States, it's very hard to predict the future right now because the president of the United States has said that we're going to renegotiate all of our trading agreements, every single one. Right. So how do you plan if you're one of the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of companies in America that have to have to deal with that? How do you make plans right now? It's impossible to make those plans with certainty because you don't know what the future is going to be. 
So red teaming includes a whole set of tools and techniques that are designed to help you make plans that account for the different ways that the future could unfold so that your plan is capable of, of, of kind of withstanding whatever comes. Fantastic. Unfortunately, we do have to wrap, but your website is BryceHoffman.com. That's B-R-Y-C-E Hoffman.com. Anywhere else people can find you, Bryce? Also can go to RedTeamThinking.com. All one word, RedTeamThinking.com. This has been great. Very fascinating book. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That was Bryce Hoffman calling in to talk about his book, Red Teaming, How Your Business Can Conquer the Competition by Challenging Everything. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Going to take a little break, and then I have two more guests calling into the show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.